Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. The Holy Spirit, our teacher and guide. Thank you for moving and working in hearts and lives today. You set the captives free. You make crooked paths straight. Thank you for helping us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, this today is, uh, will be the third part of our new series called The Deciding Factor. All right, all right. Anybody making any decisions this year? Uh, I know we all are. And we want to make right decisions. We don't want to uh, have to back up and start over and redo and undo and live with regret and, 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 and all that kind of thing. We want to make right decisions the first time. And uh, we can certainly conclude that our decision-making must be made in light of God's revealed plans for our lives. I don't want to make decisions in the dark. I don't want to be guessing. I don't want to be throwing darts at a dartboard blindfolded, you know. I, 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 I want to get things right. And so the revelation of God's will in general and the revelation of His will for my life specifically are essential so I'll be in the right place at the right time, so I'll make the right choices throughout my year. And uh, he's very interested in guiding us, in, in guiding us so that we make the right choice every time. And I want you to be completely open, and, and even more so, even believing in this, that you can make the right choice every time, that you can uh, have correct decisions every time in your in your life so that you don't do not have to live with regret and at the end of the year saying man I sure made a lot of bad choices I sure turned the wrong way so many times believe that you can in the future look back and say you know I really I just really haven't missed it that that's possible that's on the table I'm doing the right thing with my family, with my life, with my decisions, with my money, with my time. I'm, I'm doing the right thing. And God's blessing is on it. His blessing is all over me. Now, I know that there are those who would teach that you cannot do this. Unfortunately, there are many who promote doubt. Many who promote unbelief. They want, they want to leave you in a, in a question zone. And probably some of the reason is that they don't want to feel responsible if something does go wrong that they didn't warn you about it. And uh, I like to warn you this way. You could turn out really well. You better watch out. Because listen, if you start following the leading of the Spirit in your life, things could get really good. Uh, isn't that a better warning? <laughs> And, uh, but those that, you know, there are those that want to build into people a mentality of failure. And maybe they wouldn't describe it that way, but I would. Uh, and it's, it's the belief that, you know, that you're always told, well, we all sin every day. And, uh, you know, no one can live a sinless life. Uh, well, why would someone be told that? Because if I read the scripture, that sounds like an Old Testament mindset. That sounds like a, a pre-Christ mentality that says, I'm subject to sin, and I'm destined for failure. I can never win. I can never succeed. I'm always going to keep tripping up. Do I want to believe that? 
concerning my life going forward, or could I believe the opposite and literally believe that I can have all my prayers answered, that I can make right decisions every day, that I can hear the voice of, my, of the Holy Spirit, that I can have such a relationship with God that it impacts every area of my life, and I literally just keep getting it right. That just sounds impossible. That's because you think like a sinner instead of a redeemed person. Now think about it, because I'm not talking about just human effort. I know we all fall short in that. But but here's the deal. If you take a born-again spirit, if you take the grace of God, which is empowerment to live, if you take the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, His presence and anointing in our lives, What is the potential of a person that has that? I have a hard time saying, saying, you know, you have the very nature and life of God inside of you. His grace is all over your life, and His Spirit has filled you and has anointed you and has empowered you, and you're going to mess up a bunch. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, it just doesn't fit at the end of that sentence. I want to say at the end, and you are set up to succeed, and you are destined to win. And you are set up for God's will to come to pass in your life. And you don't have to miss it. That's a thought. Now, obviously we know this. If someone does fail, there's mercy. Thank God we serve a merciful God. We have all failed. We know that. And He he is a merciful God. But I just don't want to expect it. Just to assume, to expect to to not win, to, to fall, to fail, to make wrong decisions. I don't see how, how that would be right thinking. I remember years ago reading a book from a very famous, well-known pastor. And there were a lot of good things in the book. Uh, but one thing that stood out to me at the time as he was discussing the, his church and his organization and how he set things up. And, and I thought, you know, it sure seems like he's planning to fail. I don't know if other people thought that when they read this, and I didn't. I wasn't in disagreement with most of it. A lot of it was really good stuff. But I thought, he, this just kept coming back to me. He's overly concerned about him falling and what's going to happen to the church when he falls into, into sin. And that thought kept coming to me. You know what happened a few years later? He fell into sin. Nationally, national disgrace and threw the church into great turmoil and everything else. And I thought, And I wasn't rooting for that by any means. Never, ever, ever. Uh, But I thought, hmm, I wonder if there's a mentality that we should have that's different than that. Where we should expect God's grace to to sustain us. His spirit to guide us. Believe in God's power to uphold us. And and not plan to fall. Again, if you fall and you fail, you know, like I said, thank God for his mercy. And he wants to restore and bring things back. But the leading of the Spirit, and this is what I want to get to, to the leading of the Spirit of God was very, it's, it's essential in this whole discussion of decision making. I need his help. I need his insight. I need the benefit of someone who knows everything. Okay? Uh, the leading of the Spirit was very common um, speak, if you will, common language in the New Testament church in the book of Acts as we read you read through the scripture you'll, feel, you'll find it was very common for them to mention the spirit speaking the spirit leading and so forth I want to give you a few examples alright we'll just put them up on the screen for you 
in Acts chapter 8 and verse 29. It reads, then the Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. Then what? The Spirit said. So he's cruising around and the Holy Spirit, what? Said something to him. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 19, while Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, behold, three men are seeking you. Notice what, what happened? The Spirit said to him. In Acts chapter 11 and verse 12, it reads, then the Spirit told me to go with them. The Spirit, what? Told me. Acts chapter 11 and verse 28 Then one of them, named Agabus, stood up and showed by the Spirit. Showed by the Spirit. Where did he get the information he was showing? By the Spirit. In Acts chapter 13 and verse 2, it reads, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit did what? He said. Acts chapter 13 and verse 4, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit. Why'd you go there? The Holy Spirit sent me there. Hmm? And no one balked and said, what do you mean? What, like God spoke to you? Like you have some kind of hotline to heaven? Why? Because they did. And you do. And I do. And f- what? You don't have a hotline to heaven? You... <laughs> You telling me God has cut you off and he won't speak? How weird is that? But if you've been taught that, you think it's normal to never know what God's, what God's saying. That he would do. If, if we go on, Acts chapter 18 and verse 5. When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit. Uh, notice that language again. Compelled by the Spirit and, te- uh, and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. The Spirit compelled him. Acts chapter 21 and verse 11. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his hands and feet, and said, thus says the Holy Spirit. And, and so you can see just a brief scattering of verses going through the, uh, the acts of the early church, the apostles, the believers, that it was very common for them to make mention of the Spirit speaking the Spirit guiding them. There were other methods such as visions and dreams, other ways that God would get messages and get information to people as well. Um, but I wonder, what if that language is not common in our lives? What if you've never said, uh, well, the Holy Spirit said to me, the Spirit spoke, the Spirit compelled me, the Spirit told me to do this. What if that kind of language is just absent from our conversation? It would make me wonder, uh, you know, did, did they know something we don't know? Did they have something we don't have? I mean, I would say they don't have something we don't have, but maybe they knew things that we don't know. And, and maybe I'm living my life and making decisions. We're all making decisions, but maybe I'm doing it without the benefit of God who knows the future, of the Lord who knows everybody and knows everything. The Lord who always knows the right decision. What if I'm making decisions constantly without the benefit of this? What are, what's the likelihood that I'm going to get some things wrong? High, high likelihood. <laughs> because we, we just don't know everything. We, just, we don't know what's gonna, how things are going to turn out. But He does. Now, we could have an Old Testament mindset where we go to look for a prophet. 
right? That, that's how they had to do it in the Old Testament because each person, each believer didn't have the Holy Spirit. So if you wanted to know what God was thinking, uh, what he, his direction was, you had to find a prophet, someone to tell you, thus says the Lord. Uh, and some in the new covenant still think that way. Ah, I don't know what to do. I need someone to call me out and prophesy over me. Well, although New Testament prophets will certainly give words and confirm things and so forth, uh, you as a believer are not subject to that. You have the Spirit of God inside of you, all right? And He will talk to you. And this is what I want to focus on, not what, not what I can't control, what I can control. Someone says, I want the pastor to, or some minister to call me out and call my condition and call my disease out and I'll be healed. Be happy to. But if I don't, I'll lay hands on you anyway. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, there are special things that we, that we cannot necessarily predict or make happen, but we can always act on the Word. We can always pray by our initiation. We can always stand on His promises. So I don't want to pe- put my life in a position where I can never know unless someone on the outside tells me. Or we could be like the world, you know, and in the world, people are trying to make decisions and uh, it's just sometimes a guessing game, but sometimes people go to, and they look at things like fortune tellers, and people are, uh, you know, looking to uh, astrology and all that kind of stuff. How many know for the believer, we should have nothing to do with that? No, that's not that. We, we have the Spirit of God inside of us. We don't need all that, all that funky mysticism and, and sometimes even demonic uh, stuff to, to try to get answers. Uh, I know, and this is kind of funny, but I know even spiritual believers who have taken very serious the message that came in their fortune cookie. <laughs> wow, that's a confirmation. No, that's just a cookie. <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> they might be interesting, but please don't make heavy decisions in your life based upon the message that came across in that cookie. Um, but do we have the Spirit of God in our lives, or are we going to, you know, are we going to be flipping coins? I mean, is it really that way where you just don't know? You just all a guess. I mean, who to marry and what job to take and should I buy this product or this one? It's just a guessing game. Not if you're, you have the Spirit of God inside of you. And so our decisions can literally be made with God's help and His direction. And, uh, and there are some things He leaves up to us, no doubt. Uh, but there are other times when He will warn us, He will protect us, He will direct us so that the end result is wow, this is good. It's almost like I'm saved. It's almost like God's grace is on me and His Spirit is upon me and I keep winning. I keep having successes in my life. And we don't take credit. We give Him all the glory and praise and are thankful for His operation in our lives. Praise God. Did you find 1 Kings? 1 Kings uh, chapter 19. Uh, This is a time when after, if you know the story at all, where there was a showdown between Elijah and the prophets of Baal of course, God showed up in a strong way, and Baal did not, <laughs> because he's not real, and, uh, and the prophets of Baal ended up getting smashed, and, uh, and, but then, you know, there was Ahab and Jezebel, they're still in charge, and she threatened Elijah, and he's on the run, it's kind of bizarre how he was so powerful one minute and on the run the next, and, uh, but he's running away uh, to save his life from her. And I want to come down, because the Lord spoke to him, but in in verse 11, then he said, the Lord said to him, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains, and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord was what? 
not in the wind. Not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Say it out loud. God. Come on, everybody now. Say, say God has a voice. Yeah, God has a voice. Uh, it's very common. Multitudes are taught to, inter- to interpret the Word of God, or excuse me, the will of God by what happens to them in life. They interpret what is the will of God by the wind and the earthquake and the fire. And they're trying to decipher, why is this happening? What is God saying in this? What is He doing in this event? And the scripture said here, God was not in those events. He wasn't in the earthquake and the wind of the fire. But what was he in? He was in the voice. God spoke with a still, small voice. Many times people live their lives, negative events are often interpreted as either God's punishment for wrongdoing or God saying to someone or telling them not to do something. But he's not in the event. God has a voice. And he will use his voice inside of you to talk to you. I recall uh, quite a few years ago, a good friend and I were talking on the phone. He's in another state. And we were discussing uh, his children. And he said, because they, the, they had two children. Well, he was backing me up in his life. They had two children, and he told me he was on his way to go to the doctor to get, um, you know, tied up, <laughs> vasectomy, because they decided they were not going to have any more children. Uh, and on his way to the doctor, he got a real good headache. I guess you couldn't say good, but a real big, a real bad <laughs> headache. And so he told me, so I figured that that was God telling me not to get the vasectomy. I said, you did? I, he said, yes. I said, so what'd you do? He said, I turned around, went home, and we had another child. <laughs> and they had three. And uh, maybe he got that done later, but they only had three. But I was shocked by that, because he's a believer, and uh, in church all the time. I said, that's how you find out what God wants you to do? Is there any scripture even remotely close to that, that says those who are led by headaches... are the children of God. There is nothing even remotely close to that which which says that I'm supposed to interpret a headache as God doesn't want me to do what I'm doing now or He wants me to go a different direction. And I'm thankful that He does not lead me that way. (laughs) Because every day, I don't know about you, but I'm seeking to do the will of God. Lord, lead me, guide me, order my steps. I would be bummed if He gave me a headache every day. (laughs) 
But you see how the person who is not educated in spiritual things, they do not know how the Lord works in us and how he talks to us, how they could easily slip over into, why is this happening? Oh, how come this is happening? How come this is not happening? Uh, another friend years ago came, came to me, and uh, one day he, was, he came and he was a little bit distraught, just a lot of things going wrong in his life, and things were not working real well, and he, he just said to me, he said, I'm just trying to figure out what God's doing. And again, I said, what do you mean what, what God's doing? How did you connect those two? Why did you put everything going wrong in your life and tie that to God doing something? What verse is that? Is that, how, is that the way he works in his children's lives? Huh? I'll tell you what God's doing. He's doing the same things he's always done. And he's for you and not against you. And he's not causing you problems. He's trying to lead you out of problems. But again, it's that mindset of I've got to figure out, and God will never just shoot me straight and tell it to me clear. He's going to disguise his leadings in, in things falling apart. Or even on the other side, in something working is going to, but it's up to me to just kind of figure all these things out. Could be, possibly, could be getting into an area of, of where someone is, um, what do you call that? Superstitious. And they're just looking at all kinds of circumstances and, and everything means something. Listen, we have a better way. We have a higher way of living. And it is called the Spirit of God living inside of us. Look with me over at John chapter 16, the book of John. Let me show you here what Jesus said. I always love to interpret Bible scriptures by what Jesus said. Not the other way around. Don't find an Old Testament verse that where people were in types and shadows, that people didn't know the Lord, and if it and, and find that and try to understand the Father and His ways through that. We can learn something, but Jesus is clear. Jesus in the Bible is the He's the express image of the Father. He reveals to us Jesus, the Father in in perfect revelation. All right, and 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 Jesus in in John sixteen thirteen. It reads, however, Jesus talking, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Well, what is the spirit going to do in your life? Guide you. Guide you into what? All truth. Not guide you into an air, not guide you into a cloudy place where it's all confusing you can't understand anything and you've got to try to interpret and figure it out and what's God saying no he's going to guide me into truth into light for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak notice that language what will the spirit do speak God is a speaker <laughs> he is a speaking spirit and he will tell you things to come. God will tell me things. He will tell you things. Uh, now I know many husbands and wives have probably run into difficulties at times trying to interpret each other's actions. Have you ever had that? What do they mean by that? What are they thinking? And, you know, and sometimes judgments are cast and, and we, a lot of interpretation instead of real communication. 
And you know, if you're going to be in a, in a good relationship, you have to, you have to talk. <laughs> Men, that includes you too. If you're going to have a good relationship, with, you have to talk, you have to communicate, you have to express, you have to make it clear, otherwise there's going to be a lot of misunderstandings in your relationships. The Lord is the same way. So I don't know that the Lord will speak to us. He absolutely will. Jesus said it. He's in you to guide you and to lead you and to speak to you. Say it out loud, God speaks to me. He guides me. He tells me things that are coming. Can you believe that? If you've never identified God speaking to you, start believing this today. Everything in God starts with believing. Start believing it to now. Believing it now that God does and He will and you can hear His voice. Yeah. Yeah, he will tell you things to come. Many people are looking for God in their circumstances, and, and this is wrong. They should be looking for a still, small voice. We want to look for a voice. And uh, see, the first, looking for God in our circumstances, it basically causes us to translate every experience into some kind of message from God. And not every experience is some kind of message from God, all right? Uh, meaning, the car won't start. <gasps> God saying oh it's raining out maybe the Lord no rain is pretty normal on planet earth huh it's snowing maybe uh no 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 that's not a message from God okay if you can't drive in it or something that's another another thing whatever that's not a message from God though everybody with me you know well my team won so no that doesn't mean anything well, if my team loses, no, that doesn't mean anything either, okay? These are common occurrences. They happen every day. One team wins, one team loses. Sun comes out, sun goes down, sun goes up, it rains. Someone, you know, the light turns red, the light turns green, light turns yellow. <laughs> None of these are messages from God. Everybody with me? Well, if this happens, then I'll know. No, if that happens, uh, you will know, you might be deceived okay one of these see one of these approaches will drive us crazy trying to interpret everything oh what is that what does that mean what does that mean what does that mean nothing the other will drive us to our knees in our prayer closet and it'll say you know Lord I've got a big decision to make I'm going to seek you I'm going to call upon you. I'm going to ask you. You know what I should do. You said I should ask for wisdom. You said the Spirit would speak to me and show me things to come. So based upon that, I'm asking you, go spend some time worshiping Him, just praying in the Spirit, just listening to Him. See, one will cause you to just get mental. I'm going to figure this out. What is God saying? The other will cause you actually to get quiet and say, He has the answer. He loves me. He's in me. He's for me. And he's going, to start, he's going to tell me what to do. He's going to speak to me in these situations. Amen. Amen. See, it's a different approach than just looking to the outside. Amen. I, I know over, uh, I don't, won't have you turn there, but in Romans chapter 14 and verse 4, it, it speaks to believers saying, who are you to judge another's servant? 
to his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. I, I love that verse. God is able to make him stand. God is able to make me stand. God is able to make you stand. In other words, my faith in, in standing is based upon God's ability to enable me to do it. Huh? Not relying on self. I believe in His ability in me that I will stand. Now, now, now here's where I'm going with this. If God is able to make me stand and I can believe that, God is able to get a message through to me as well. He is able to speak to me and I hear it. He is able to communicate direction, right, wrong, go right, go left, and I am able to get this. And I'm not even just dependent on my ability. I'm saying, Lord, I believe you, you are good enough to get it through even to me. Say, I want to get off uh, my own self and my own deficiencies and just focus on, man, I'm, I can't hear and I can't do this. Father, I believe you're able to do it. You are able to get it through to me. You are able to speak to me. I see in your word that you do. And watch, when you stir up this type of mentality, you'll start to be conscious of God in your decision making. You'll be mindful of him instead of just the numbers. Instead of just, I've figured it out and I've done the equation. No, I, I, I'm including God in this. And I want to be conscious of him. So I will seek him. Some people question their, uh, maybe not God's willingness to, to lead them, but doubt, they doubt their ability to hear and to follow. Believe that God is able to get through to you. Is he? He is. Let me read a couple verses to you. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Let's say that out loud. Leave it up there. Say it out loud with me. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. You could say it different, and you can just say, Lord, I believe that you are ordering my steps, that my steps are ordered of you. This is a constant and overarching belief system that we should have about our lives. That we are not alone, we are not just making decisions of ourselves, but He is constantly involved with us, directing us and guiding us. I know sometimes He has led me and I didn't even know it was Him. We could probably identify some of that, but I don't want to base, just bank on that. I know that He'll speak to me and many times I'm going to need to know that it was Him. So be in faith that God is ordering your steps today. All this week, all this month, and going forward. But keep it constant. I believe my steps are ordered of you. Thank you, Lord. I'm here at the right place at the right time. I'm going to have opportunities where, where I need to. I'm going to meet the right people. I'm going to run into the ram when I need to run into the ram. I, I, I believe my steps are ordered of you. Your provision, your, your, your people, everything is going to fall into place. Now, when you hear, you can't ignore because then you know you're getting away from that. When he does speak to you, you have to follow that. Don't just say that and override. You know, you know you're going the wrong way. Oh, my steps are ordered to the Lord. <laughs> yeah, they were ordered that way. <laughs> but if you're, un, if you're not conscious of a specific leading, stay in faith. My steps are ordered to the Lord. 
I'm never going to end up in a place where it's tragic to me because God orders my steps. And if that's going to happen and I, there's no way for me to know it, I believe he's going to lead me around it. Psalm 32 and verse 8 reads, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. So the Lord is watching over us. Okay, His eye is upon us. To do what? To guide us. To bring us into the right place at the right time. Psalm 73 and verse 24. 73, 24. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me uh, to glory. You will guide me with your counsel. And here's how I want to encourage you in closing uh, this, this part today. Is to get in faith about this. Okay, let's not be looking to everything external to try to interpret and just go crazy trying to figure out what everything means. Let's get in faith about the Spirit of God living in us who will speak to us, who will guide us, who will lead us, who will direct our steps. He's able to do it. You're able to hear it. You're able to walk in it. And success is in that path. Huh? I don't need to be worried. What if everything falls apart? Listen, my God is faithful. And he will talk to me. I am not traversing this earthly course alone as if I do not have a map. If I, did, if I did not have a guide. If I did not have someone on the inside who would help me around to navigate through this jungle. I mean, this is a rough world. There are a lot of dangers out there. But what if you had God on the inside of you? And he, he loved you, and he, and he was a speaking spirit. He wasn't just silent. I'm just there to make you feel warm and fuzzy and, and, uh, and you know, goosebumps every now and then when you're in church. No, he, he's there to guide us through real life, everyday choices and decisions we make so we end up at the right place at the right time. Amen. Believe that he will lead you to make. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.